Galnet News Digest, 6th of October 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, the FSS update doesn't change anything. The superpowers prepare for war with the Thargoids. Aegis asks the superpowers for funding. And D2 pays a visit to Aegis with some terrible news. Claims by Universal Cartographics that a firmware upgrade has been rolled out to the full-spectrum scanners in ships across the galaxy has been met with bafflement by the pilot community, who've noticed no discernible difference in how the FSS works. The chair of Universal Cartographics, Cynthia Sedaris, claimed on Friday that the FSSs, which were known as FFSs when first introduced because they were so fiddly to use, have been upgraded to be able to better target, triangulate and analyse rogue signal sources, which are believed to be associated with the three unidentified interstellar anomalies, or stargoids, that have recently been discovered on the far side of Barnard's Loop. The claimed improvements to the FSS were improved range and the ability to analyse the stargoids and or RSSs. The FSS still makes an interesting bubbling organic sound when pointed at stargoids, but otherwise appears to be completely unchanged. Possibly the new feature is vaporware, but the hope remains that this new feature really will change our ability to analyse the stargoids, but that we're just too dense to work out how to use it. Perhaps all those engineers from Auger Vision, Jick Naxon Enterprises, Long Embedded Systems and Lerp Ship Systems, who developed this exciting new FSS feature, could be persuaded to release a short instruction manual explaining exactly how the darn thing is supposed to be used. The Thargoids have left three human-inhabited systems, but they don't seem to have been defeated, and it's not at all clear whether humanity is ready for an all-out invasion. According to some sources, including Senator Petraeus, the Thargoid presence in the 42N Perse, Chunpindit and Tiketjal systems may have been there simply to gauge humanity's level of hostility and its ability to fight. These were not the super-angry Thargoids of HIP-22460, and they did not attack starports in any of the three systems. When they left, despite President Hudson's claims that the Federal Navy's presence had driven the Thargoids out, it was not a defeat. A substantial Thargoid Navy departed in an orderly manner, showing few signs of damage. It seems, then, that the Federal Navy was unable to conquer even that small scouting party. The Imperial Navy is keeping its cards close to its chest, but there's no indication that it has developed any new anti-Zeno capabilities. The Alliance has just two anti-Zeno-equipped megaships as a result of its strategic alliance with the Sirius Corporation, Operation Tyndarius, which is named after a similarly retrofitted freighter that was destroyed by the Thargoids in HIP-22460. There is no guarantee that the superpowers will offer assistance to independent systems, as the Federation did over the past two weeks. So it seems that the superpowers and independent systems alike are going to have to rely largely on independent anti-Zeno pilots. And if the hyper-annoyed Thargoids from HIP-22460 come calling, there seems little chance of putting up a meaningful resistance. And there is little doubt that the Thargoids will invade again. 
The only question is, how long do we have to prepare? Meanwhile, the growing Zeno peace movement, led by the Thargoid Advocacy Project, continues to advocate for alternatives to war. In an attempt to spread the word, interstellar communal experience content creator Joyce Sen has placed three long excerpts from her discussion with Deputy Editor of the Sovereign and TAP advocate Heimar Borachev in a comms beacon near Ayabiko Planet 3. They discuss the peace movement, whether Thargoids feel pain and whether humanity is covering up the suffering we are causing, and the three unidentified interstellar anomalies, or Stargoids, what they are and how we should greet them when they arrive in the human-occupied bubble. It's an interesting discussion and has an incentive to listen. Anyone scanning the beacon will get a free Xeno-affirmative ship nameplate and decal set. Professor Albert Tezro is trying to convince the superpowers to bring back Aegis at a three-day symposium in Altair. Professor Tezro, together with former Aegis colleagues Carter Armstrong, Dr Mia Valancourt and Yazoo Jing, explained that a reformed Aegis would be uniquely placed to try to understand the Thargoids and potentially to attempt communication with them rather than to simply attempt to blast them out of the skies and said that she intended to try to convince the superpowers that Aegis is the only sensible way forward. By understanding the Thargoids, we have the options of diplomacy or to fight smarter, neither of which are currently open to us. Tezro made it clear that Aegis would not be part of the Xeno peace movement, but she agreed with that movement that establishing some sort of interspecies communication should be a priority. The conference discussed Aegis's past weaknesses and how the organisation could do better in its new incarnation. Perhaps disappointingly, the Federation and Alliance fielded only second-rank diplomats and politicians, with Federal Ambassador to the Alliance Jasmina Halsey, Shadow Vice President Isolde Rochester, Allied Deputy Prime Minister Angela Corcoran, and a deputation from the Marlinist colonies making up most of the audience. The Empire refused to attend, as it no longer participates in any inter-superpower activities. In a dramatic intervention, the sole survivor of Salvation's Project Seraph experiments, test subject D2, burst into the Aegis Conference in New Apollo City this morning, claiming that the leaked Thargoid scream indicates that something terrible is about to happen. The dishevelled woman, who says her real name is Xiao Jing Ai, rolled up her sleeve to show the D2 tattooed onto her arm by azimuth biochemicals during its attempts in 3302 and 3303 to get humans to fly a captured Thargoid scout vessel. The only known survivor of these cruel experiments, D2 had her mind briefly connected to the Thargoid ship. Some believe that this has given her insight into the Thargoid hive mind. She claims that she knows what the strange Thargoid shriek, smuggled out of HIP 22460 by pro-peace activists, means, and she shouted out that it's too late to stop what's coming. Tezro, who clearly took this strange outburst seriously, escorted Xiao Jin Ai out of the hall. 
Today's main presentation of the Aegis Symposium has since been cancelled, while Tezro continues to talk with D2. The former test subject, who has an understandable hatred for those who experimented on her during Project Seraph, previously helped Professor Tesro make the link between Azimuth's Dr. Caleb Witch Witcherly and the now-deceased mad scientist Salvation. We can expect an update from Professor Tesro in the next few days about whether Xiao Jin Ai is suffering from delusions or if a terrible apocalypse is about to befall us all. I'll be casting again soon, crewmates. Till then, I'm wishing you goodbye, good luck, and good times to come. Mwah! <laughs>